on this episode of Music City 911. I have a domestic dispute going on in the front yard. I don't know who the people are. Okay, okay he's coming back now. I'm going to go get my firearm. Get back now! I will shoot you! Get back! Were they males, females, wearing dark clothing? He's in my house. He's in my house. I shot him. You shot him? I think he's dead. Why do you think he's dead? Because I shot him because I'm scared. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Music City 911. Today, we're going to get right into a call. This is a pretty intense call. It starts out kind of slow and then just kind of escalates and continues on from there. Go ahead and start rolling it now. Decatur, Macon County 911. What is your emergency? Hey, my name is my resident. I have a domestic dispute going on in the front yard. I don't know who the people are. Okay, what's your address? Okay. You don't know who they are? No. i got a young woman sitting in the front of my yard, and i got another guy in a car that's uh, leaving. Man, he's threatening me right now. What race is he? Uh, I don't know what. He's getting in a car right now. She's got the car keys. Okay. What race is the female male? She's white. i got a white female. She's wearing a green shirt and blue jeans. She's roughly 18 years old. Uh, white male, he's 22. White male, 21. Here he comes back. Okay, what's he wearing? He's got an orange shirt on. Fairly. He don't have nothing. It does him. He's strong guy. Never mind. He, he doesn't have a shirt on. Okay. Okay. We're right at the corners. And... Yeah. What kind of car is that? He's in a Grand Prix. Stand outside his Grand Prix, yelling stuff at us. Okay. okay, he's she, coming back now. I'm going to go get my firearm. He's coming back now. Okay, is she injured? Huh? Is she get injured? in here, ma'am. Get in here. Oh, All right, I'm going to get my gun white t-shirt and a pair of blue shorts. Okay. Again, I'm an off-duty conversation officer. Uh, this one's eight. Ma'am? Are you inside? Are you got everybody inside the house? Yes. Right. Ma'am, stay right there. I have two kids in this other room. I don't want you to move. You understand? I also have a dog in here. It'll eat him as well. <laughs> what did you say you were wearing again? I got a white Notre Dame Fighting Irish t-shirt on and a blue pair of, uh, oh, I'm sorry, green shorts. All right, I'm putting, I've got my duty firearm now. Okay. As well as a badge on. Okay. Is he still outside? As far as I know, I ran down to the basement real quick to grab my duty firearm. Uh-huh. You said you're a 13, okay. There's going to be. Okay. Okay, you're fine. 
Okay, he's still out here and here he comes. I got the keys. Give me them keys. Oh, I got the keys. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, we got two off. Okay, here he is. Sir? Stay away from my house. You understand me now? Get back from my door. Get back from the door. Listen, the Decatur police are on their way. Do not try to come into this house. Do you understand? I do have a firearm. Get back. Stand back from my house and lay on the ground. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? And I'm an off-duty police officer. Get back from my house now. Think about Landon. What is wrong with you? Listen to me. Oh, my God. Look at your four-year-old son. If you try to come into this house, do you understand me? Stand back from my house. Got it. Stay with your back. Stay with your back. Get back. Stay with your back now. Sir, I will shoot you. Get back. Please, stay there. 
The Decatur Police. The fire department. There's one. Hey, there's an officer that's just coming off her right now. Okay, he's gonna wait for his backup. Sir, God, please, sir. Yeah. Is he breathing? He, I can hear it. There's blood everywhere. Listen, I can hear him. Okay, sir. I'm back away from Sir, the they're off the outside. You need to secure your weapon, okay? Yes, I'm, I'm going to put it, I'm, I'm setting it on the ground, right where I'm at. She's right in between the door. Okay, sir, I need to know, is he breathing? Yes, he, he's, he he's, is breathing. He's gasping. He's gasping. He's face down and gasping. Okay, he's gasping. Okay, sir, there are officers outside. What is his name? Do you want me to open them to get, let the officers in? Yeah, let the officers in. Make sure you tell them that, I, who you are. But I have my gun here. Put I'm your not... gun down. Okay. Put your gun down, sir. Hold on, I'm coming to the door okay. now. Okay, we're letting them know you're coming to the door. Here I am right here. I'm laying down. My two children are on the floor in there. I'm going to set the phone down. Okay, sir, I'm going to let you go. All right, thank you. Yep. So as we can see with that call, it just jumped all over the place. Now, I will say that something like this, when someone else calls 911 for a domestic dispute or possible domestic dispute, something that's happening out on the street, you know, if they're a neighbor or something like that, this actually happens. We get calls like this almost every single day. So it's it's not uncommon to, for us to get a call just like this from the start of it anyway. Obviously, it doesn't always happen where someone breaks in the house and you know someone has to take defensive action as far as shooting someone else on it but the domestic side of it it happens every day there's there's way too many domestic disputes to happen uh, just in general so with this one we found that conservation officer there he called in saying that there was some sort of dispute in his front yard apparently from news reports i've read about this they were arguing inside the car and we're having a physical altercation as well. And the first house that she stopped at was this conservation officer's house. She had no idea that an actual police officer lived there. Did see that there was a unmarked police car that was parked out front as well. She was also not aware of the woman came up and either requested assistance or the officer said, go ahead and get inside the house. Something along that lines. This all likely happened before some of the call came in. I think there was a lot of things that happened just right before that because it was hectic from the get-go um, as far as the domestic side of it goes. Now, the role of a conservation officer is different in almost every area and state. Some of them are actual police officers, like it sounds like this guy here is. But in some uh, areas, conservation officers, they, they're they little more than, you know, someone who goes out and checks licenses for fishing or, you know, goes and stocks ponds or, you know, things like that. A lot of states do have actual police officers. They can make arrests. They can issue citations, you know, all things like that. That's what it sounds like this guy was here. So he's been through some sort of a police academy. He has knowledge of different laws, and it sounds like, you know, the state they were in, once he actually made entry of the house, to kind of sum up the whole story, they ju they ruled this as a justifiable homicide. To me, it sounds like it, it probably is. I don't know what happened right then when the gunshot went off, but you can hear the, the I guess he'd call him the victim on this. He's really the suspect. You can hear him, you know, saying, shoot me, shoot me a couple times in the call. Nobody wants to shoot anybody like that. I mean, you could hear him. He says, I don't want to shoot you. But I guess at that point, maybe he started advancing. I'm, I'm not really sure. But 
he did get shot. And from the way that it sounded like he was describing it, he probably got shot in the lungs or somewhere around there if he was, you know, gurgling at that point. Now, during the autopsy that they did on the suspect on this, uh, they did a toxicology report as well. And they did it a couple different ways. The blood alcohol level in uh, from a blood test they actually did was at 0.176. And uh, apparently by urine, it was 0.235. Now, in Tennessee, and I'm sure in most neighboring states, so, you know, just anywhere at all, the DUI level to the, the point that it will actually put you over DUI level is 0.08. So the blood test, he was more than double the legal driving, even though he, he apparently wasn't driving at this point, but just kind of goes to show you that he was intoxicated when all this was going on. And if the urine test is correct on it, then he was almost three times over the legal limit. Now, this all did happen in Decatur, Illinois. Uh, like I said, it it was ruled that this was a justifiable homicide. The state attorney up there decided there was going to be no charges filed against the conservation officer, which there shouldn't have been. He was, you know, helping out someone at this point. And, and as far as Tennessee goes, uh, he was probably justified a couple different ways in this. The guy broke in his house. That's number one right there. He could have shot him as he was coming in. And past that, he was defending someone else who was not able to defend herself, the female victim in this. Now, back on to the whole he, him kicking in the door. When the police got there, they did find the door that was um, that was kicked in. They found it to be so. They found the door frame splintered. Um, everything just matched up, just as he was saying on the, the 911 call. And, you know, this guy, he, he didn't really have any reason to lie about this. It It was just what was happening right in front of him. It was tragic in every area, and I'm sure that that officer didn't think he was going to wake up that day and at some point have to shoot someone who he didn't know that had come inside of his house. It's something that no one ever wants to do, but you should be prepared to do. My only criticism is the fact that he did not have his gun closer by him. I mean, that's a personal choice that you know people have to make, but if he would have come in and started immediately doing something, he would have still had to go and search for his gun or just fight this guy just as he was from what it sounded like it or kind of earlier on in the call he says i have to go upstairs to get my duty weapon and then later he says i've got to go down to the basement to get my duty weapon so i I don't even know if he exactly knew where his gun was anybody that knows me knows that I, i have a gun on me almost all the time if it's not on me it's within reach of me at any point because i know stuff like this happens i know that you can be sitting there and somebody can randomly decide that your house is the one that they need to kick the door in and come in and either steal from you or try to hurt you. This happens a lot. It happens a lot more than people think. It's it's a daily occurrence in bigger cities and you know, even past that, even out in the middle of nowhere, that's even more reason to do this because police response is a lot slower. It takes time to get out to rural areas. Before I roll on to the next call, I just wanted to remind everyone to go ahead and check out our various social media. On Facebook, you can check us out at Music City 901 Podcast Discussion. It's a group where we can chat about the calls that we have, the calls that we've played. If you've got questions for me or any other 911 dispatcher I've had on the show or just a question about 911 in general, jump on there, jump on the group. I'll let you in and you know we have a good chat about uh, different procedures, just about anything. Also, check us out on Twitter at Music City 911. And the same place on Instagram at Music City 911. If you choose to want to help the show just a little bit, 
jump on to Patreon at Music City 911 and consider donating there. And I will put links in the show notes about all of them. 911. Hi, I am in Schoolcraft. Um, um, there's someone pounding on my door, and I have no idea why. Okay. Um, okay. Are there any windows that you can see out of? Yes, there's two people. Okay. Do they... It doesn't look like maybe somebody got in an accident, and that's why they're trying to knock on your door? Their, um, looks like their vehicle is right outside. Um, they pulled up in the driveway? Is that what it looks like? It sounds like they're trying to break in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you find please? I am. Just stay on the line with me. You're at... Correct? Correct. All right, stay on the line with me. I'm going to get help and route, but I'm going to get further from you after I get help and route, okay? Okay. Are they still pounding on your door right now? They're not pounding, but they're, um, they're sta- one of them is standing on my front porch. What's the other one doing? I don't know. Are you home alone? Yes. Well, I have my four children. I hear them trying to trying to get in somewhere. Trying to get in, like jiggle the handle. They went to the side of the house. Are they, are they, uh, they're not, one of them is not that far. They are coming from the village of Schoolcraft, so not that far at all. But, um, could you see what they look like at all? Were they males, females, wearing dark clothing? He's in my house. He's in my house. Okay, can you get to a room and lock the door? I want you to get to a room and lock the door. Can you get yourself and your children to a room and lock the door? No. I can't. My kids are in bed. Okay, where are you? I'm upstairs. Okay, I need you to lock the door. Where are your children at? They're in several different rooms. I cannot lock myself in a room. Okay, do you, do you, how do you know they're in your house? He's in my house. Who is it? Do you know? No, I don't know. Okay, I need you to get into a room and lock the door. Can you do that for me? No, I can't. My kids are in several different rooms. Okay, are they upstairs with you? Hello? Hello? Hello. All right, what's going on? I shot him. You shot him? I did. 
he was coming up towards me and I shot him. Are there two people inside or are there... Just the one. Just the one? Yep. Okay. Do you know where the other person is? No, I have no idea. Is that person still breathing? I don't know. Okay. Is he moving? Can you tell if he's moving? He's not. He's not moving? No. Okay. Can you, uh, you can't. He's talking. He's, talking. he's saying something. You're, you're okay, but where's the other person that you saw? I have no idea. Okay. Is there any way that you can find out where they are? No. I'm staying up at the top of the stairs. Okay. Is that, is that person still talking that you shot? Yes. He's talking, so he's breathing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Your kids are upstairs with you, though, correct? I mean, they're in rooms upstairs. They're upstairs. They're somehow there. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I, uh, I have help and route that way. Okay. The, he is he's sort of blocking the front door. Who is? So, is it? Man. Okay, is he intentionally blocking the front door, or that's where he fell? Yes, he's, he's, that's where he fell. Okay. And so as they come around the back somehow, I don't know how, I don't know how or where he came in. He, he is still alive, just so he knows. He said, please don't do that. Please don't do what? The door. They're kicking the door. And it must oh. <sighs> Okay, my officer's going through the broken window in the basement, okay? Okay. You can still stay where you... I mean, I'd want you to just still stay where you are. Yes. But he's going to enter through the basement so that you know. Yes. Is that? I hear him. I hear him. Okay, she want, he wants you to put the gun away. Okay. It's down. Okay. I'm up here. Yes, it's put away. Nope, my children. No. All right, are you are you making contact there with him? Yes. Okay. Then I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna let you go. Then okay. Now that he's in there, you Thank feel you. you feel safe now. Wanting custody, they said. Okay. Very good. Thank you. No problem. So this was another one of these calls, home invasion. Like I said, it happens all the time, almost every single day in bigger cities. And this is a good example of it. Luckily, she had the tools to protect herself and her family at this point. And from the news articles I've read, this, this actually came out of a small town called Schoolcraft. Um, it just may actually be considered a village. It's up in Michigan. 
in Kalamazoo County. But the suspects in this, they claim they broke into the house to try to use the phone. That's what they tried to say. They were both apparently drunk, and uh, they stopped there at the house to use the phone, as they say, when nobody came to the door. Uh, one of them kicked out a glass window in a basement. So it wasn't like they, you know, just tried to open the door, knocked on it, whatever like that, trying to get somebody to come to the door to use the, the phone. It just, they may say this, but it's it just doesn't sound like it's making any sense at all. But, uh, you know, the uh, homeowner there, she did shoot the suspect when he came in. Apparently she was up at the top of the steps and the suspect managed to get through the window, came in when he was at the foot of the steps. She uh, apparently ordered him. It was kind of hard to hear in the, the call. You heard her set the phone down and she walked away and you can faintly hear her say, you know, don't come any closer or something along that lines. Get out of my house. And at that point he started going towards her and she drew the gun, pulled the trigger, hit him in the shoulder. It knocked him down and kept him there. Apparently, he was uh, directly in front of the door uh, when police got there, and that's why they were having trouble uh, opening the door. Apparently, when the police got there, it almost sounded like there were more shots going off, but that was actually them trying to, to kick the door to try to get in. Now, if they were simply there to just use the phone, the other suspect that was involved in this, he wouldn't have ran away, which he did. He ran away as soon as he heard the police and, um, you know, I guess their sirens or whatever. And he ran and hid in the field, which he was later found. Both the suspects in this were charged with first-degree home invasion, which is very specific um, to different places. Sometimes it's just, uh, you know, they, they would say it's a aggravated uh, burglary or something like that. And I guess this is uh, one step up, you know, maybe to enhance the jail sentencing uh, up in Michigan. It sounds like it's, a, you know, obviously a good law. I mean, but to try to deter someone from actually doing this. I don't think that criminals really care. They're going to do it anyway. But maybe if they hear that, you know, um, I get a year for breaking into a house, but home evasion I'm going to get 15 years for, maybe they'll think, okay, maybe I'm not going to try to do this anymore. Hopefully that's the thinking of it anyway. So the next call also was home invasion. Uh, this one actually comes out of Oregon. It's a smaller call. It's not quite the whole call. There's uh, a lot of dead air in the original call. So this is a kind of a smaller version, just a clip-down version of the call. 911. Um, I had an intruder in my house, and I had to shoot him in my daughter's room. What's the address? What's the address? Okay. Okay. And do you know who this person is? No, I came home, and my daughter couldn't open her door, and I just had somebody in there. Is she? Now, hold on. Hold on. Is she in there with him? No, I told my daughter and my son to go to their room.
No. Okay. So why don't you listen, listen, listen to what, listen to what I'm going to say. Let's have the kids go somewhere else, away, away from this room. Okay. They're in my room. Okay. Good job. I made sure they were in my room. Good job. Okay. And do you know if he's breathing at all? No. Okay. Okay. Because he was getting up to attack me, and I shot him. Okay. This is happening to me. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know, but you, you, you protect your family. You let me know when they're with you, but I'm going to stay right here with you. <laughs> the suspect in this call, his name was David McCrary. He was 59 years old, and he apparently had some mental illness. He'd been drinking a lot, and he, before all this happened, apparently uh, took a whole bunch of pills, uh, possibly in an attempt to kill himself. Now, he, from... The reports from family members, things like that. He'd said he's, he was going out for a walk or something along that lines. And I'm guessing he got so drunk that he couldn't find his way home and entered this person's house, which was not a good idea. Now, the there's been some criticism on the actual shooting of this, this person only because uh, he was apparently unarmed. He was laying there and, you know, kind of a half-drunken, um, you know, high on different medications that type thing, but he did break into this person's house. In Oregon, just like in Tennessee, if you break into someone's house, they don't have to hit, be in fear of their life to be a, be justified in shooting you. That's what happened here. Although she did say he was getting up and she was scared. She thought he was going to try to attack her. Doesn't matter. Regardless of what people may think about this, that guy had no business being inside of this woman's house. And it's not her job to try to determine what kind of mental illnesses he's had or if he's just or if he's high or drunk on something like that it's not if somebody broke in my house I, I don't really care you know what their history is they've broke into my house that's somewhere they're not supposed to be regardless of what it is that's the way it is i mean they shouldn't be inside my house this woman you know that was her daughter's bedroom 10 year old daughter if i came home and there was somebody in any type of position in a 10 year old daughter's room, not letting me in. And she had to push the door open just to see if there was anybody in there. And when she did, the guy gets up like he's going to attack her. Yes. She did the right thing in, in shooting him. There's a lot of controversy about it. And, you know, people may think one way or another, but that's my opinion on it. And that's the, the state of Oregon as well as the state of Tennessee's opinion on it as well. It also acts hopefully as a deterrent for people that are actual criminals trying to do things like this. You break into a house, you're risking getting shot and killed. It's that simple. That's going to about do it for this episode. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope y'all share it with your friends, uh, anyone who's interested in true crime or 911 police field, any type of work like that. You know, have them, uh, have them give me a listen. Also wanted to update you guys on some kind of exciting things that are going to be happening here in the next next little bit. No definite dates on anything yet, but uh, we're going to have a episode coming up on vintage 911 out of Nashville. I've actually acquired some tapes and a tape player, an actual real cassette tape player. 
And for you younger listeners, this is uh, something that came out, you know, before the CD that everybody was listening to tapes there for a while. And uh, I'll let y'all in on a little bit more about that if you're not familiar with it. I felt really old when I showed my son what they were and he didn't know what it was. But uh, these are tapes from the mid-90s and uh, there's some good stuff on them. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that we can get uh, one of the call takers that's still with us to come on the show and help explain some of the stuff. She was you know, there for it, obviously, and she'll be able to get into the details about what happened in these uh, calls and radio traffic um, a little bit more than what I do because I wasn't even employed then. Past that, we're going to try to have a live show um, coming up. Uh, once again, it's, it's kind of up. I've got to get the technology side of it down a little bit because, um, you know, it, there's a little bit extra to it. Hoping to add a little bit of video in with it as well. And this will be for Patreon only um, for early access, much earlier than, than normal access. That's just going to be, you know, me and, you know, hopefully a couple other uh, dispatchers sitting around. We'll try to field some phone calls, answer questions live on the air, and uh, also have playing in the background uh, some current live uh, radio traffic going on, you know, for different police departments. Uh, we can just tune in just about anywhere around the world, see what's going on at those places while we're sitting around chatting, try to jump on the, um, the current events, that, that type thing. Cause it, there can be stuff going on all over, all over the place, but regardless, I think it'd be a, a good fun time. And, you know, us just sitting around doing this, maybe having an adult beverage or two while we're, while we're doing it, uh, could be a pretty fun time. So that'll do it. Hope everybody enjoyed listening tonight and to take out this episode, I'm going to play a little bit from a good buddy of mine, Jimmy Henrich, and his Opry Rock Party. For Music City 901, I'm Brandon Hall. Y'all have a good one.